The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Whitish typos. Highest high stop, wussy. Yeah! Skadicka pap pap. Those guys with ships. Mark, come on, sing along with me. One of these things does not belong. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> I just, you guess? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the first sentences. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Anagrams, Mark. That's not even... I don't even know. Com- computers put to their highest use. <laughs> oh, my God. Forget forget cures for cancer and, you know, um, travel to other stars. We, we need to rearrange... Or rearrange letters. You see, it happened in my mouth. The letters got rearranged You're because cool. that's... Yeah, that happens frequently with me, anyway. (laughs) Well, we knew that you could. Okay, well, just... And it's still happening. Today is October 6th, 2947, and we are Those Guys Your Ships, and you are tuned to the Versecast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Now, Mark, how are you doing? We missed you. Oh, hi. Dog. What's um, What's the dog's name? That's fiancé coming home. Uh, Oh. That dog is Hank the Basset Hound. Hank. Yep, and he's gonna tell everybody that his mommy is here. So, so that'll be happening. Yes. mommy! Yes. No, Daddy didn't feed me. Don't believe him. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah, oh God! Actually, that's a good point. I'm pointing. I'm pointing at her. No, he ate. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He just gave me a dirty well, look. But he like has those eyes. Be. He has those those basset basset hound eyes. Oh yeah, like Elvis. They're very soulful. Yeah, I mean, As now if ears. she came home and Elvis was there on the floor saying, "Feed me, feed me," that'd be just like, like old Elvis or young Elvis. Oh, it'd be young Elvis. Okay, okay, because old Elvis that'd be creepy, like really creepy. <laughs> old sweaty Elvis old. in a tight leather skin. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. Well, um. you know, we all have our own unique charms. Um, we missed you last time, buddy. Oh man. You aren't kidding. I, I literally... <laughs> anyway, Mark fell asleep, and uh, well, the lady was yeah. nice enough to let me sleep, and she didn't realize I had a podcast, so that happened. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I mean, it's, and we, we do really appreciate you, um, because we are primarily um, a West Coast crew, and so we really appreciate um, you uh, you staying up uh, to ungodly hours uh, to help us out with this. It's... Um, it is much appreciado. Yeah, I kind of missed it. I, I wanted to talk about the uh, about the about the citizen cons. We will be doing that tonight. But we're going to do it tonight. 
Thus, all is, all, all is saved. <laughs> but first, what have you been reading? It's been a long time since we've checked in on that. Is, uh, I'm about a little under two-thirds of the way through my 10,000 pages of The Wheel of Time. You are the man. Series, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, you're the man. So I'm wow. working through it. And you know, I didn't even realize it, but I started really thinking about it. I mean, given the page numbers aren't quite right, because they can be adjusted, you know, depending on the size of the uh, font I want to use on my, on my uh, phone. So, mm-hmm. you know, I thought about it. So I went back to the uh, to some of the Expanse novels and kind of to get an idea of how much that actually is. Because I remember mm-hmm. reading these books. These were like thousand-page books, so I understood that part. But um, hi, Hank. Yeah, that's Hank. Uh, it turns out, um, in, according if I had put it back the way the, the Expanse stuff was, it was like thirteen thousand pages. So, oh wow, I'm a. Yeah, so it gives you a good uh, estimate for like, you know, like 300 page books, 400 page books. Like this is like, yeah, much bigger. Wow. Anyway, working through it, enjoying it, you know. Excellent, excellent. Well, speaking of the Wheel of Time, now that is that Brandon Sanderson or is that the other guy? Yeah, well, it's Brandon Sanderson did the last, I believe, three books uh, because Robert so Jordan died before finishing his, right. his series, which is, un, I mean, unforgivable. I think we can all agree on that. Selfish, yeah. um, I, but uh, so you haven't gotten to the Brandon Sanderson part yet? No, no, I've got uh, several books to go. Uh, okay, um, because uh, Mrs. Gleep is eagerly awaiting the third Brandon Sanderson novel in his um, bloody blah mm, Stormlight Archive series, um, and that should be dropping on November fourteenth. Ooh, I'm very excited about that. Um, it's um, she's a. Um, she keeps encouraging me to, to read it. I, I've, I've got my, my to-read pile is just en- enormous. With oh. no more odor than a w- warm biscuit. Wow. You know, the, looking at the wiki page, uh, the lengths of his books are significant as well. Well, Mrs. Gleep is like you. I mean, she she reads with a ferocity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, like my lips move and I make noises when I read, when I'm trying to read quiet time. Um, the finger on the page should. following the words. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's I have I have a a little uh, a little uh, leather uh, thing I wear, you know, a little finger glove that I wear so that mm-hmm. I don't uh, callous because that would be. That's a good point. Yeah, or like maybe like Vaseline on the on the fingertip. Of course, you leave smears on the book, but eh, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> just and it, that that looks wrong. That just looks really wrong. Um, but um, so I'm actually. Uh, getting pretty close uh, while I was on holiday was able to get a fair amount of reading done and I'm almost caught up on my gap between Star Wars episodes 6 and 7 reading um, so I finished the Aftermath trilogy and now have uh, uh, Star Wars Bloodline and Star Wars Phasma to go um, before episode 8 opens on December 15th I'm so excited oh my god Now, how, are you liking the books? I like the story. I like the information. I like the, the contribution of the information to the overall story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 aftermath books were all all three were written by uh, the same guy, and not a great writer. A competent writer, a consistent writer, but not uh, a writer whose uh, prose um, uh, excites me. You know, it's does not make your pants parts tingle. Is that what you're telling me? N- <laughs> no, my pants parts do not tingle. Oh, um, but shame. but it, but it's consistent, which is is good enough for me because I think we've all probably read stuff where um, 
you'll have uh, three or four really strong chapters followed up by 38 chapters of really weak material, <laughs> uh, poorly executed. Poorly. Um, and, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's not good. That's not good. And um, uh, the uh, the uh, the woman the woman who has uh, written the uh, the Bloodline book that I'm reading. Um, uh, I, this is my first book of hers, and so um, I'm enjoying that so far. Um, it uh, has uh, to do with Princess Leia. Um, Princess Leia, after um, after Ben was born, and um, uh, she's uh, currently uh, in the um, in the New Republic Senate. And uh, um, as uh, as as with any large group of politicians, things don't go smoothly. So. Um, uh, enjoying that. Looking forward to uh, to getting that one done. Because what what, uh, what my friend in the know tells me is that if I get through that, I'll be in pretty good shape for episode eight. Um, as far as uh, having you know continuity from six to seven, um, and uh, and actually uh, in the Bloodline book, uh, the uh, um, Ryan uh, Johnson, the uh, director of Eight, actually had some input into some of the uh, the story parts, is what I'm hmm. told. So that's interesting. that's interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not sure. so, I wonder how anyway. a director uh, fares at uh, providing insight or content to a novel, because they're, they're very vastly different art forms. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think the um um and. What this same friend was discussing with me is that, um, and I don't, I don't know where he got this information, but um, probably the internet, where all information comes from, where all information is born, lives, and dies. Uh, that when Ryan took over from JJ, uh, there was, um, there were a lot of um, of questions that Ryan had, like, okay, so this character, give me a little bit more, you know, behind the scenes and. The response was, "I don't know. What do you think?" Hmm. Um, so, uh, so there was a lot of leeway there for uh, Ryan to um, uh, create his own interpretation of previous works and uh, and shape the the arc going forward, um, which is interesting. Like like you said, because normally you would think of a director being um, uh, responsible or yeah. um, uh, uh, assigned to a a specific set of tasks, and not so much uh, the creation of uh, of the story. Um, so, anyway, um, I, I think you know, if given that that's uh, if that is the case, it would sort of make sense that for some of the um, the um, uh, leading up to canon literature, that he might say, you know, um, it could be interesting if you were to do something like this. You know, I mean, and. Not necessarily, you know. I, in that, I want, I want, you know, Han Solo to come walking around the corner, and I want him to slip on a banana peel and fall into uh, a uh, giant puddle of Jar Jar juice. Mm, Jar Jar juice. So that's not going to happen. But you know, you know what I mean. So I mean, it's kind of like, well, you know, it might be interesting if you could involve this character, you know, in this context, a little bit, just okay. as a tease. Yeah. So right. I don't know. I don't know. So um, anyway, that's very exciting. Um, uh, it will be here before you know it. Uh, I am, although, however, very excited because um, next week I will be, um, uh, couldn't schedule it uh, any sooner, but um, very much looking forward to the uh, Thor, what is it, Ragger, 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 Rimrock, Ragger, it's called. Thor, Thor comedy? 
Yes, yes. Well, uh, actually, uh, what uh, uh, John Dot Pizza? Did you know that that uh, John Dot Pizza TM uh, is the uh, the new moniker for uh, the amazing uh, Only Jonto? Apparently, yeah. I just saw that uh, earlier today when I looked and saw that uh, his name had changed in the discords. Yes, don't tell anyone. It's it's a secret. Mm. So very secret. <laughs> Yes, um, but anyway, uh, he um, he reported back that um, it is actually the um, the hilarious Jeff Goldblum movie. Um, so, um, and I love Jeff Goldblum when he's funny. So, very much looking forward to it. I don't care for him as much as when he's being serious, like you know, The Fly. The Fly wasn't funny. Right? No, it was not funny, and it was a little gross. Oh, no. yeah, I, I didn't care for that as much. You, you know, you, uh, I, I like him funny. Yeah, you don't see that nearly as much uh, randomly on TV as you used to. You know, yeah. I, I probably saw it five or six times randomly showing up, you know, in a late night, whatever, horror fest thing on like a TMC or not TMC, obviously, but you know, something like that, like a sci-fi. And you just don't really mm-hmm. see it anymore. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, no. I guess, I guess they moved past it. Not a thing anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm very much uh, looking forward to that. Uh, going to be uh, um, seeing that down at the IMAX theater where they have the fancy glasses. Ooh. You put them on your head. Yeah. Uh, well, and um, uh, Mark, of course, you remember Panamanian strongman Manuel Noriega, yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. Of course you do! Well, you know, he died earlier this year, and I think I knew that, but I, I had Yeah, I feel like I did, but I did, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but for folks uh, playing at home uh, who may not remember, uh, there was a U.S. military action in Panama in 1989, and uh, some U.S. guys uh, played a lot of Van Halen really loud. <laughs> so, um, El Man, as he uh, he called himself, I don't know if anyone else ever called him that, but he, li- he liked calling himself that. Uh, he surrendered and went to uh, go visit prisons in the United States and France before returning home to Panama to again go to prison, uh, this time at El Renacer. I hope I'm pronouncing that close. Um, on the banks of the beautiful Panama Canal. Yes, 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 yes. You can see, and you can see in this image below, which I will put in the show notes, an overhead of the prison relative to the canal. Um, so it's right there on the banks. And so, Mark, I'm going to play for you um, uh, a little snippet from my vacation uh, uh, during which I went through the canal. And um, I'm going to cue this up here. And um, this, um, this uh, it's um, the welcoming committee that was uh, sent forth to mark our passage. And it's hard to tell because of a little bit of wind here. But I think what they're saying is, the ship, the ship. Welcome to Fantasy Canal, or something like that. It probably really close. I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. So you can see there. There's some um, little guys that are right, right up against the fence there. I think they're saying, there's "Show me your boobies." <laughs> I think that is quite possible. Quite possible. Um, so. Um, that is um, was our view of the uh, the prison from the cruise ship, interestingly enough, and um, uh, which the folks on the cruise made a um, a, a point of pointing out, which I thought was sort of an interesting juxtaposition. That's not the sort of thing that you would do, you know. Um, like if you were on a Mississippi River, well, I don't think we would have a prison on a river, yeah, but but it, how bank. interesting. And here's a prison. 
Exactly. And, um, you know, and Manuel Noriega actually um, was in this prison until shortly before he died when he actually was uh, allowed to go uh, to his former residence and, and die with uh, family around him. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, so I will um, I will um, uh, uh, post uh, I will post uh, actually what I'm going to do is um, well I'm just a few minutes I will um, I will uh, talk more about that but uh, so hold tight to that uh, but then here um, in the image uh, now uh, above and to the right you will see the lovely Mrs. Gleep um, who I believe is the first fully uniformed TGWS to complete the canal crossing. Uh, as far as I'm aware, it, it, the first, uh, definitely the first documented. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, but fully uniformed. I'm sure that there are members of the org who have been through the canal. I mean, because you know, military folks go through and and, and whatnot. But um, um, but uh, I believe she would be the first actually in a those guys were ships T-shirt. Very possibly. Because I was wearing mine as well, but as you can see, I was standing about five or six feet behind her. So technically, she was the first through. Oh, I get. Yeah, I, if she's in the front, then yes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, and uh, but you know, uh, I could go on for days about uh, the canal, the ships, the mermaids, the ships, the mermen. <laughs> no, there weren't any mermen. Uh, the ships, and oh my god, those ships! Yes, now the Panamax ships are truly awe inspiring, and you can click on a link there, and it is um, you can see one of these, uh, one of these beauties, and and these. They were coming through as we were coming through. It was um, it was God. truly magnificent to behold. I mean, how did they get through um, there though? It, like it doesn't even fit, or is it just the no, like just fits? Well, a Panamax ship is designed to just fit, like with literally inches of clearance. Um, they do go through on their own power, and you can see in that image on the left there, and there's also one sort of obscured by the pole on the right. Mm -hmm. uh, those are called um, uh, mules, and those mules, they don't actually pull the ship. What they do is they hold it steady um, laterally so that it okay. doesn't, um, it doesn't um, uh, uh, you know, bang into the sides. Don't want to scratch the so, paint. Yeah, they don't want to scratch the paint. Uh, but yeah, they they designed these Panamax ships to to just fit, um, and um, and then but that wasn't enough. So if you uh, click on the next link there, the Neo Panamax ships, oh my God, those things are just cray cray yo. I mean, take a look at that. Good lord, look at yeah, that fellow. Yeah, yeah, it's big. And uh, now this is the new. Um, they have uh, two canals. They have. Um, uh, the new canal, which opened, it's been only a couple of, of years ago, I think, and um, uh, it—they uh, don't use the mules, and uh, they use instead uh, these massive tugboats, which are—they are just badass boats. These tugboats—they—they—they um, they, they can do wheelies. They can do wheelies. They can do stoppies. I mean, they can do you know all kinds of really cool stuff. They can do stoppies. Um, wow. They can. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so anyway, that was um, uh, that was very exciting to see those go through because from where we were going through, you could see the other canal and you could see some of these larger uh, ships uh, uh, going through. But you know, like the craziest thing is that they are right there and they're so close that you can almost reach out and touch them as you pass by. And it's it's actually it's kind of creepy because there's like there's this enormous it's like a skyscraper that's lying on its side and it's moving by you like really slow, like a slow walk. <laughs> like this is like, odd. Yeah, and there's like almost there's relatively very little noise, um, so you know it's very much you know, it's like 
the movie Dark City where like buildings start moving and stuff, but you know, there's not really, you know, it, it's sort of disorienting in that way. But PS one one of the best um, movies ever. Just saying. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. So I mean, like the whole E of uh, of real ships. Oh, God, I need one so bad. Oh my God, I need one so bad. Um, it, I need a whole E so bad. Um, I almost rented Captain Phillips, <laughs> but <laughs> but instead I just watched a whole bunch of YouTube Somali pirate pew pew party <laughs> videos. Um, um, so you know, and uh, Mark, have you have you ever checked out the gray market pages on the Reddit? Uh, you know, I've I've gone there once years ago. Uh, and then I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of refused to go back just on uh, on principle I think more than anything mm-hmm. else just because a lot of those guys it, you know they've really started cracking down on the on the re uh, re uh, whatever it is re uh, not unmelting later right 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 but apparently people were doing that where they were unmelting ships and somehow you know somehow gaming the system where they were you know. You know, getting people these these, these uh, gray market ships or selling them, and then you know somehow recouping that. You know, not really losing any money apparently. So uh, that's just taking away from from the game. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather, you know, for me, I get that some of these are fancy uh, or special, but I, I'd almost rather. I mean, they give you they give you a means with which to unmelt things you wanted, or obviously you can always get these things in game or when another sale comes up. So, I don't know. I don't know. How about you? Well, I went out and I took a look, and I could get CCUs to upgrade my my Starliners to hulls. Wow. Like a hull D or like a hull E? Hull E. Oh, you'd have to go. You'd have to go E. But see, now you got to remember, uh, as far as I know, um, I believe Adelita the Younger has one uh, as well. Um, well, uh, we're, we'll get to them again in a minute here, but I believe the, uh, the, the Flying Adelita brothers have them all, too. Um, hmm. So, I mean, we, we, got guy, we, we, got, we got people. Yeah. We got people, but... It would be fun. Oh, my... I was, you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking at these, at these ships going through the canal. I'm going, man, I could, I could have been a, 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 a guy on a ship. I, would, I could have been a guy with a ship. A big I one. could have like gone places and seen things, you know. And then <laughs> Mrs. Gleep, Mrs. Gleep, elbowed me really hard and said, "And you went to met me." And I said, "Yeah, all oh, right." Yeah, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just don't understand. Oh, Gleep. They just don't understand. You know, just, yeah, that's that. I, I'm sure that, and I forget the the author, but you know the the whole uh, young man and um, um, uh, lust for the sea, mm-hmm. or you know the when the sea speaks to them, or I don't know Hemingway, or you know Dickens, or um, one of those uh, Dean Koontz, one of those <laughs> Dean Koontz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was All one right, of those well, Tom Clancy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, enough of my um, of boring people with my. Um, uh, vacation um I highly recommend anybody that gets a chance to go see the panama canal do it it's a very very cool thing um it's uh, it's an it's an engineering marvel especially it was made 100 years ago and it still works and and it's 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 um it, oh, you know what uh, approximately 25 percent of the amount of people that will die when elon musk colonizes mars died making the canal and that's a big number so hmm. there, there there you go 
Um, all right, but um, uh, oh, one last thing. Um, something came in the mail. Yay! Expanse board game, Mark. Oh, I've been waiting to hear about this. This looks uh, yeah. intriguing. I didn't get a chance to play this week. I know I, I mentioned it to you um, uh, oh, last week. I was mm-hmm. going to play it over the weekend, and we never got to it. But um, oh. I hear it's similar in some ways. So we will talk about it. Um, in some ways to Twilight Struggle, the board game, which I guess is extremely popular. Have you played that? No, I haven't. I, honestly, I haven't played any board games in years. So... Mm. I've missed yeah, out on all the fun toys. Yeah, it's um, and there's a computerized version of Twilight Struggle, which is available on Steam for 15 bucks. So I'll put links in there for that. But it's a, a strategery. It's a, Twilight Struggle is um, is a, a Cold War strategery. Uh, the title comes from a quote uh, from uh, JFK's inaugural address. Oh, okay. I, and let's see how good my JFK is. Now the trumpet summons us again, not as a call to bear arms arms we need. Not as a call to battle, though embattled we are, but a call to bear the burden of a long twilight struggle. No. That's the way it is. <laughs> Wait, okay, Walter Cronkite. It say, somehow it morphed into Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that, that, that looks like a, a cool game that if I had if I had time, I would, I would love to pick up and play. And, um, it looks like a great rainy Saturday game. Yeah, yeah, those are those are really cool. All right, well, um, uh, back to uh, um, to start this in a little bit. A shout out uh, to the Flying Ed Leader Brothers, um, and a shout out for um, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it was Matt or if it was uh, both Matt and Richard uh, that did um, uh, this video. Uh, we are pioneers, uh, full colon star citizen. That's on the YouTube's, and so um, shouting out to you, dude, thickness. I know you're listening to this. He's not listening. But if you are, or somebody that knows Dude Thickness, poke him in the side and say, hey, put this video on your community show. Um, do this now, or it gets the hose again. Hashtag Disco Dunk Tank 2947. Blam! <laughs> um, all right. Um, oh, one more, one last thing. Uh, Mark, we have been censured. Yeah, you know, I heard that. What, what exactly happened to your Glebe? What did you do? Well... Eric the Immortal, 1400th of his name, um, he has cast his star kitten mitten upon the field of, that was dumb to say, sir. Um, actually, well, actually, to be fair, you were not involved. It was Ace, John, and I uh, who were the culprits. And <clears throat> I shall read the proffered admonishment verbatim. Hurston makes guns. The name of the system is Stanton. Diet Dr. Pepper tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper. The Aurora has a great view. And, guys, 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 we've had one star system for over a year. Suffice it to say, we am fail whale. But fail space whale, so we got that going for us. Yes, we do. (laughs) Hank is not amused. (laughs) Diet Dr. Pepper. All right, well, so what are we going to do tonight? Um, I'm going to tell you. We're going to review CitizenCon in its entirety as presented in last week's ATV. And I, I know you have seen this, right? Correct. Yes, I, yes, I have. Yeah, so so we want to get the brain of the cow recorded into the annals. That's you. Um, then we are going to discuss the Pioneer Q&A, what came out the other day. And then after that, as time allows, we're going to go back to Germany and focus a bit more upon the Pioneer panel and discuss further thoughts of outposts, outpost building, and what we think about the Pioneer ship itself. 
But before we get started, a brief production note. Um, we are going to be trying something a little different this week. Um, Mark, as you know, uh, we've been posting our episodes to YouTube for a couple of months now. Mm -hmm. And thanks to John.PizzaTM, uh, don't talk about it. The first rule of John.PizzaTM is we don't talk about John.PizzaTM. We have, courtesy of, uh, of Mr. He Who Shall Not Be Named, uh, we've had a nice animated VXF layer for the video component instead of just a static image over there. Um, but now we are going to try to integrate some additional videos so that when we watch videos on the show, which we have been doing a little bit more of lately, uh, folks will be able to see what we are seeing as they listen to what we're saying. Uh, we will, of course, try to do our very best still to describe what is going on for folks who are listening and can't watch. Um, you know, lots of people, I think, listen while in the car, you know? Well, I do. Who, who, car listening. Oh, yeah, I do, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> LOL. Um, so anyway, uh, anyway, so uh, look for that. Um, chances are, because I have no idea what I'm doing, it's going to take me a little bit to get the, uh, the video component of this week's show up. But um, um, it'll get there, and when it does, um, I will be sure to stand by your Twitter machines. We will be in contact. Return, no, what is it? It's from uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Return to your homes. We will remain in communication. We will contact you through... You got all that? You know what I mean. Almost yeah. all. Yeah. Also, another great movie. First yes. one. Revenge? What are you thinking? Ah, I don't know. I think the first one was the best. Your, your first tomato is always the best. I think we can all agree on that. No one... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes a sloppy seconds tomato. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's an image for you. Yeah, all right. Okay, so I've got this um, uh, this retrospective video up here, and so for folks uh, playing along at home, uh, it is the CitizenCon 2947 uh, retrospective. It was an ATV that came out. Um, what day would that have been, Mark? Uh, today is the 6th, so subtract the, what? Uh, the 2? 3, 7, um, so like the 2nd? Yeah. The 2s, maybe? It is the 2s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you queue it up to 14 minutes, um, uh, that'll get you right where um, we want to go. And um, uh, this should be queued up. Let me, let me, for it. Let me see. Yeah, no. I think, I think the, um, the forces of darkness may have conspired against me. Because I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm experimenting with new technologies. Um, yeah, okay, I, I need to do this manually. Yes. All right. So I'm moving. Queue up here to fourteen. All right. Wow! Did you really just do that? That's amazing. In case anyone did notice, Gleep managed to move it uh, from the beginning of the show to the middle of the show, and uh, using it, my finger, it looked like it didn't even change uh, screens. It was amazing. Talking heads both <laughs> times. Yes. Well, we have the lovely, the lovely, or the lovely. Uh, Sandy Gardner and the equally lovely uh, Sean Tracy uh, with his uh, with his Don Johnson um, I want to live on a boat uh, two day stubble um, so anyway queue up to 14 minutes um, of uh, around the verse and uh, we will we will um, be ready to go here in um, three two one go Yes, let's see, let's Sandy. Do. Let's do it. I was nodding my head like Sean right there. 
Okay, so here we go. There, um, this is from the uh, the keynote, um, but we're we're gonna do other stuff first. Ah, this is the outside of the building. That's pretty cool. So, Mark, you got a chance to um, uh, to see most of the presentation, right? Yeah, I actually uh, pretended I was not going to work and took off the work. Uh huh. I, mm-hmm. think, I think I faked a doctor's appointment, so I watched the whole thing all day, uh, which was neat. I played uh, Destiny Two, and mm-hmm. uh, watched uh, watched Star Citizen. So yeah, yeah, that's Brian Chambers. Yep, I feel bad for the interviewing guy. You know, it was his first time in front of the uh, in front of the uh, the audience. I think, as I recall, the German uh, was a community guy, and then he. You, well, they're, they're all named Tyler, aren't they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all Tyler. So German Tyler. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, then he had his interviews not not working. I think that was the only hitch really in the entire place, which was yeah. impressive. Welcome to CitizenCon 2947 in Frankfurt, And there's uh, Sandy. She's going to speak some German. Yep, it's nice. So without further nice facility. Ado, we hope you enjoy the show. So much. I'm, I'm jealous of the beers. Live from Cheese Street. She said that. Not here, but she said it. In the it's a box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, he locked it. it must be something valuable in the box. Nah. <laughs> so this was a, what? What ship? Oh, this was a caterpillar, I think. Right? Yeah, I think they show it later on. You get to see when it blows up. That's right. Yeah. It looks very caterpillary. Yes, it does. Well, it looks very drakey. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, it does. But things are not going well. Uh oh. What happens to this so guy? The artificial oh, gravity. I want to follow him. Let's see. So he's running. Oh, no. Y'all, oh, you're not. You're not. Li- oh. Nope. Boom yeah. goes the caterpillar. He's going with the box. <laughs> now, I understand, uh, I was listening to the Astropub, and um, uh, Paul Shelley was saying that this scene is reminiscent of a movie, uh, God of War. Really? Uh, the opening scene of the God of War, which Chris Roberts was uh, involved at, in the production of. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense, then. Yeah. Probably maybe something yeah, like, so. hey guys, this is kind of what I'm going for. And they kind of showed them that. And they said, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess that this uh, this video was actually longer and got cut either for time or for oh, really? uh, last minute. This isn't working this. Huh. I would be interested yeah. to see the, the busted version. Yeah. I like the, uh, th- those plumes that came up as oh things hit the ground. That was nice. Whether you noticed that or not, that was pretty, pretty fancy. Secondly, I mean, can we all agree we wanted it to come out of the box? Exactly. Exactly. But no! Denied. So, here, we're looking at the opening address. I like the um, the floating Chris Roberts heads and hands. <laughs> the floating Chris Roberts. Yeah. Nerds! So many nerds in the audience. So here we are. It's Legos? It's the fastest SSD on the planet. Are you going to get one, Mark? Uh, no. You know, actually, I've got an NVMe in my laptop that I really like, but to be honest, I don't really think we need it. I, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not seeing the value. I mean, I understand. I, I know what the speed differences are and so forth, but you'd have a hard time convincing me that it's really going to make any kind of real noticeable difference. Yeah. Ooh, hey, slicky sales guy. <laughs> yeah, right, look smile. at this guy. Just an... <laughs> Let me tell you about really the Intel stuff. And... You know, I just happened to be in Germany. Thought yeah. I would come on by, and I'm just, you know, it's great that you know you you said come on in, and uh, you know, 
let's let's uh let's plan some spontaneity right so yeah this is a uh, david lundell from intel hey that kind of run and um they're talking about the uh, the release of the uh, of this drive and um, uh, the partnership between Intel and CIG, which, you know, if you think about it, if Intel thinks enough of CIG, because they're committing some stuff here, you know, they're, you know, they, I mean, I don't think Intel, if, if uh, those guys with ships was to call Intel up and said, hey, you know, we're thinking about uh, doing an event. We were thinking, you know, we just had you come on down and um, maybe help us out with some production and maybe uh, give us a bunch of drives to uh, give to our family and friends. I'm guessing I wouldn't get a call back. Uh, you know what? I would I would venture to say you're correct. Yes, and they probably would yeah. not uh, sponsor the building of a ship for you either. Right. Uh, even right. if it is just a kind of kind of cool wood wood ship. Dude, thickness. Dude, thick. And look at and there's Tabasquoid. Did you see him? Yeah. Oh yeah. The back of his head. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's in there. He yeah. Tabasquoid was there through. I mean, what? I mean, I, I probably saw him in every time they cut to Jared. I don't even think he realized it. He never once looked back. No, he is uh, Mrs. Tabasquoid. Uh, Duzo did. Um, uh, oh really? A couple of times. Yeah. Well, because I think they have bright lights shining. You know. So. Yeah. Okay. The look IK. What did you think? I thought it was actually pretty cool when they actually showed the differences between them. Uh, besides, what, what does IK stand for? What's that? What does IK stand for? Um, inverse. Uh, what's it? Inverse uh, kaleidoscope. Is it the inverse kinesthetics? Is, that, is it the same thing as is uh, when you like when they put the hand on the on the yoke of the stick and it just automatically moves itself because it's attached to the yoke, so the arm moves and stuff. The same thing. I don't Invisible really know. koalas. Anyway, him looking back was neat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, so which panel are we? Uh, this, they, this is like the um, animation, uh, the GPU panel. You have the animation panel. Yep. Now on the animation. Uh, so that was kind of <laughs> neat. Bender, Bender with his head in his hands. Right. <laughs> that dude's epic. He's just. But this guy, I can't remember his name. What was the guy's name? Evo. Evo, Evo Herzog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was pretty impressive. And the end result. Oh my lord! I mean, come on, little puffs of stuff and. Walking oh everywhere. yeah, 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 yeah! Look at that! Look yeah. at that little, um, little. Yeah, that's my favorite parts. Yeah, the back, the guy walking dust backwards. Motes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really looks good. That looks. Mm -hmm. That is impressive. And having understood now a little bit better of what they were actually doing to get at that, to that point was, uh, I don't know. It kind of makes it even more impressive. I think it's a lot of work. Well, it just it goes right over the top of the Uncanny Valley. It just it just it blows right past. You know, so many, you know, transition points of getting from here to there. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's win. It's just, it's just win. It's it not is. progress. It's just win. It's winning sauce. It's just, it's covering you with winning sauce. You know, when we put up the summary, it's like, animate, what was the discovery? There's Bender. I don't know who that guy in the middle is. Who's the guy in the middle? That's the guy that did the uh, the facial stuff with the look IK. Oh, uh, yeah, but see, he's he's like a, uh, he, they do all the animations and the, uh, what's the, the video for, like, Squadron 42, so we don't see any of those guys. Oh. Yeah. So they uh, okay now here's the GPU thing. Yeah. Well, that was ridiculous. Did you watch that whole yeah. thing? I have not seen this whole thing yet. Oh my god, I had no idea how much went into making a single screen. It was there must be like there must be like a hundred layers to that thing. It was incredible. 
And this dude had to fly solo. Like the dude that was yeah. supposed to, it was uh, Sean Tracy was supposed to be on this panel with him and like bailed at the last second to go finish up on the thing for um, Kisses Chris's. Chris's Kisses. keynote. Now, Kisses Kisses keynote. Pat. Yeah. Um, so he had to fly solo. And um, I, I know that folks were saying he did a really good job. Yeah. I, got a, I was able to listen to the whole thing at work off and on, you know, just. It was going on at my desk, but I was not able to see the whole thing. Yeah, you mean you didn't miss a whole lot in terms of it was making? I mean, the, the key really to take away is just that there was just a crap ton of stuff that goes into making every single frame, and it's mm-hmm. amazing that I don't know that doesn't melt the computer. So you know, I guess uh, it just makes you appreciate bitcoins more, doesn't it? <laughs> There he is! The there he is! Woo! First cast on Tab Squad! So awesome. So awesome. In the house. Now tell me this guy's not an assassin. Look at that guy. Oh, the guy on the left? Absolutely. Look at that back here. And he can. That's a little too perfect. And he's never touched a gun. He kills with, like, three fingers on his left hand. Ooh. Really? Which three? That's just confusing. Uh, it's the pinky, the uh, ring finger, and his thumb. Obviously. Yeah. That way he can do like bunny ears behind them as he's killing them. <laughs> um, okay, here's the, the Jean history, psychology, and language. Uh, we are going to be doing uh, doing a, a deep dive on this uh, next week uh, with, with Ace. Uh, Ace is very excited. Yeah, about this is very exciting. I really like that. What do you think, uh, turtle people? What's your thought? Shell or no shell? <laughs> uh, you know, I the shell the the pe- the, the fragments get caught in my gums, yep. so I, I prefer uh, shellless. Yeah, I'm going no shell, but shell armor, cool. I'm down <laughs> with that. I love me some soft boiled turtle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, sweet Jesus. They're not attractive. They really aren't. They really aren't. But I don't think they're meant to be. You know, like, like Chuck Wendig. No tingling in my pants parts. <laughs> no tingling panties. <laughs> Josh Herman, uh, also a, one of my favorites. Yeah, and, and who's the uh, the head writer again? I keep forgetting his name. Ah, uh, crud. You would say that, wouldn't you? Um, mm-hmm. That's terrible. I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry. He's the guy that sort of looks like he could be Sean Tracy's cousin. Yeah, but you know what I love? I mean, the stuff they do in the writing, I absolutely love. So, I mean... And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, makes yeah. me feel no, bad that I can't remember his name. And then, and then this is the dude. This yeah, is the dude that like Britain. wrote the language, right? Yep. And he speaks it. Yeah, like for real. Yeah. That'd be a fun job so, for like ten minutes until you realize you weren't creative enough to come up with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be all grunts for me. It would just be all grunts right. and uh, and uh, obscene hand gestures. Look, he's got a turtle T-shirt. Yeah, well, yeah. If you actually watch it, he actually explained he uh, he designed the T-shirt, and the name something about the beast or something like that. You'll be aware of the beast or something like that. It was interesting the way he explained it. Ooh, now this was really cool. Um, the um, the uh, what do they call it? The planetary demo. No, 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 no. The, uh, the playroom they had, what did they call it? Oh, I don't know. It had a name. The, like, um... The Universum? The, the Kitty Corral. The, um, it's literally up at the top uh, of the screen. It was the Universum. The Nerditorium. 
No, no, no. Universum means universe in, in German is what someone told me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Or it translates. It doesn't mean it. Well, that's just silly. Yeah. Um, but they had a cool name for the place where they had all the PCs set up that people were able to go in and they, they were kitted out with i9s and uh, those um, uh, Optane SSDs and then also had uh, the um, the Ravens for people to fly too. So That'd be cool. Hello. Yeah. This panel, um, you know, it's a shame. It was they, it was a little too long. They needed to condense it down, and uh, they didn't. I was hoping they only spent like two minutes doing the make your own planet. Right. This was the Art of Stanton system. Yeah. I'm, and um, and uh, hosted by uh, two members of the Blue Man Group and other guy. Yeah. They just it, the problem was it was very interesting stuff, ah! but they just needed more. Uh, I don't know. They needed more PVC pipe drums, is what they needed. Yes, obviously. And, like, blue Powerade sweat. So... Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. It's pretty, though. Yeah, early but once days again, the, you know, the, uh, going from where they started, they showed how, how they started, to where they are now. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. You don't really think about all the little bits and pieces that goes into making these, uh, these things, and how they're able to reuse stuff in a way that makes it look like it's not stuff that's been reused. Yeah. Yeah. One thing oh, I, have, like I have a question about, overhangs. We have overhangs? Like caves or things that, you know, because I think the terrain maps, lots of times they don't, uh, you know, it, it like raises, um, you know, say point A to point B, it'll raise, you know, the, you know, the, the elevation or whatever, but it doesn't actually ever, you know, you can't move A over or B over A, so you get like an overhang. So, right. I'm kind of wondering if you'll have any of those. I wonder if they do that. I think they will eventually. Hopefully. I've heard that they will eventually. Yeah. But here, we've moved on to, to Silas. Um, Silas <laughs> Blonde guy. <clears throat> anyway. White suit guy. Yep. I do not trust this guy. Nope. I do not trust him as far as I can throw him. He is... You know, he's a very Elon Musk. It's like, oh, no, I'm doing it for the good of man. But you wonder... Really? Does he eat... Puppies? You don't know. On a stick. Yeah, Fried you're just not because he might. He might do that. You wait. He is going to. Well, it's it's sort of the an, an inverse heel turn. He's going to go from good guy to bad guy. He's going to be the next messer. Oh, okay. I'm telling you. you. Think. Eventually, before this is said and done, okay. we're gonna have we're gonna get a mission to go out and kill that guy. Yeah. Oh, pioneer. Pioneer. No. Oh my god. All right. I so um. Adlita Brothers got got him. Uh, Wolf Larson got one. Um, a couple of other guys in the group um, uh, got one. I think Whiskey Cat got one, and um, somebody else in. Uh, I apologize, I'm not remembering. But very very interesting ship. Yeah, we could have some fun with that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that more later. But right now we're going to marvel at the shortness of Tony Zervek's head. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, what happened? What happened? Know. He lost his locks. I wonder if he donated them, or maybe perhaps turned it into some kind of hair suit. I um, I, one speculation I heard today was that um, Mrs. Zervik said enough. Mm. <laughs> no more. <laughs> come, yeah, come go on. clean that off, dude. Yeah. Seriously, we have children. <laughs> And so that's Todd Pappy down there on the other end. Yep. And right now I think Tony, what are you doing? Are you serious, dude? 
Well, he looks like that. I mean, if you were to ask him, you know, what would you like from the uh, the sub shop down the street, he'd look at you the same way. Probably. And if you asked but Tony what he would like from the sub shop, he would go about tell you about the uh, the advent of the uh, of the sausage press and how, how 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 what you perceive as sausage is not actually sausage. And you'd believe him. And you would because uh, he talks. It's just uh, it's a. I don't even know what the word is. Magic. It is magical. Magic. It's magic speech. Magic speech. Um, so, and anyway, they're they're talking about the. Um, we're going to come back to this a little bit um, afterwards. Uh, the um, uh, the planetary um, uh, the building and the claiming and all of um, the stuff associated with um, with uh, colonization. Yeah, they get kind of the baseline for the pioneer stuff that was kind of then further. I don't know. Uh, extrapolated, extrap- extrapolated in some of the QA questions. I think mm. I feel like they did a pretty good job with QA this time around. Not too bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Support ships. So uh, Terrapin. God, every time I see that thing, I want it more. <laughs> I used to have one of those. Yeah, I remember. Todd Pappy, Todd Pappy, Steve Bender, Buddy Cop movie. We got to do this. Ooh, that'd be impressive. And in the lobby, we get the disco dunk tank. <laughs> He's the crazy guy I can't, that I can't keep, makes the cameo. I can't, keep, I can't keep spouting this genius without somebody picking up the ball and running with it. See, there he is right there. Oh, there he is. Let's see, do we see the password again? Oh, no. And phase over IP, still awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, we're back to the crowd. Oh, something's going on up in the balcony. Put that, sir, put that away. Yay, it's Chris. Yay, Chris, keynote address. Keynote address. Computers. Yeah, so they got a, a couple of, it's like, I saw that and I'm like, okay, so something's going to happen. I was hoping like, you know, Idris Deathmatch, you know. Two, two guys. What? So some, some kind of Thunderdome One moment. man leaves. But it didn't happen. Two enters, one leaves, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. That's uh, some pretty loud music there. So thank you very much for the nice entrance. Um, so uh, Chris Roberts' cackle count. What did you get? Uh, what Who did what? what? The Chris Roberts' cackle count. The cackle count? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I get 73 cackles. Oh, man. Yeah. About he was that. a cackling fool. He was. He was really excited. He was. Probably because he got through the entire day so far, that day, thus far, without really any really noticeable you know, mistakes, which is a first. None gaffes. Yep. Thank you, Intel. <laughs> right? I think Look Intel said, dude, seriously, up the game or we're not well, coming. It, make, it, makes, it makes sense that if Intel's going to partner, they would send, I mean, because they do that kind of stuff all the time. You know, I mean, yeah. and you know, like in Las Vegas, you know, at the Bellagio, you know, so, um, you know, with Cirque du Soleil guys like launching through the air. So, I mean, they, they know how to do that. Yep. So, um, you know, as part of their sponsorship, maybe they provide, provided some assistance. Maybe, maybe. Got, oh, my God, look at that. Look at the Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, it, is, it really is fantastic. Mm. And uh, so we're here in um, uh, on Arc Corp in Area 18. We're getting into. We're not getting into our Terrapin. Which no, we, we saw. It's getting into the Aurora, getting into our Aurora, which is still cool. Yeah. I like it. I like what they did with it. it looks good. Well, well, do not 
do not uh, tempt the the ire of the Eric the Immortal yet again. Yeah, you've got to make but sure. Yeah, because I can't remember names. We so. escaped with a, a mere admonishment this time. Oof. He's immortal, you know. Well, he's got a long memory. So <laughs> that too. Imagine if you were immortal, he's... but you never remembered. Well, imagine like you're immortal and you're fourteen hundredth of your name. Yeah. Or, I mean, or if you're not immortal only and you're you like, live forever. Like memento. So you're just working your way backwards through the entire lifespan. That'd be weird. You've lived forever fourteen hundred times. Yeah, I still haven't figured that out yet. Cities, no, it's hard. Uh, fantastic. Uh, it kind of gave the feel of a uh, common theme throughout the cities without being looking like they were just cookie cutters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so truck the, stop. The tile set has some complexity. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. And then of course uh, Glenn was uh, showing off. Yeah, Glenn was definitely showing yeah. off. The third person landing Which was amazing. Year? Which um, uh, Chris would cackle at, and then uh, make a mental note. To, and the view, uh, flog him. Oh my God, the view! If I could have gotten that without that little a little art corp thing over there, would have been great. Mm -hmm. That was. I want that as a background. This is just. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Although it, it 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 uh, creates scale, though. It does, and, you know, and the fact that it's perspective, the fact that it's actually there, just. It's like a space banana yeah. for scale. <laughs> where's where's the banana? <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna know? How are you gonna know without a banana for scale? It's true. They should have had a banana. Uh, quantum drive, uh, quantum uh, travel. Obviously, I think they said the map was still something's up with the map. They were working on it. They had to do something different. Uh, what do you think about mm -hmm. the quantum drive um, fireflies? Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it very much. Uh, one thing I, I want to come back to on another episode um, and discuss with everybody. Uh, it's. Um, um, the amount of time it takes to jump there uh, okay. there are people that are it's a very polarizing there are people that are uh, very much uh, upset by it taking eight minutes to make that jump it's like what am I gonna do for eight minutes um, so anyway they and they ended up at, um, at at Hurston and there were some flying bugs which we actually didn't just see Yes. Um, as we that saw, were, it took an incredible amount of effort to bring it together. And so now we're back to, like to uh, Sandy and Sean. A guy that looks like the um, lore, head lore writer that we can't remember his name. Well, Eric, please just send me a message. Show. Admonish me again. You know, I <laughs> picture Eric the Immortal a lot like Sean Tracy. I think from now on that's going to be what Eric the Immortal You've seen pictures of him, haven't you? Huh? He actually It's actually not far off. You have seen pictures of him, haven't you? There were pictures in uh, Show Notes last week of uh, him and Gritspitter at uh, VerseCon. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean actually. So I, didn't mean, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean Monty. I mean, I mean I, this is what I picture Eric the Immortal <laughs> looking like. Gosh. Looking like, well, I, I stopped it. Wow, that's an interesting. Of... That's a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll clip that and put it in. There. Oh, that's just... That's, that's too good. Wow, that's meme-worthy. Like, something needs to be said, you know? Wow. I apologize, uh, those of you uh, in Radio Land. Um, that's, he, uh, he, he caught a still of Sandy, which is awkward, and then Sean Tracy doing gearing up for his... Uh, what was it? His uh, around the verse. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, the very end of the around the verse. The uh, around the verse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Wow. Love you, mean it. Oh my good. Well, so um, anyway, very. Um, so what did what did you think um, um, overall? What did you think of, of the uh, the presentation? 
uh, overall, uh, excellent quality. Absolutely mm -hmm. quality, mm -hmm. top-notch. Um, mm -hmm. I've talked about no real technical hiccups really to speak of. I mean, the one interviewing thing, that's almost nothing. Um, other than that, uh, the information was good. It wasn't... Mm -hmm. It wasn't knock your socks off uh -huh. uh, type of stuff that we saw. What would I guess would have been like last year? You know, I mean, the usual stuff. Where they, you know, there's something that just kind of blows your mind. None of this really blew right. my mind. The, don't get me wrong. The, the entire planet covered in the city. Yes, uh, the fact that they've got this stuff. But at this point, it's kind of like you kind of almost expect it. Um, so it's there's uh, the wow factor is a little bit tempered. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable because I mean, you know, we play games. Yeah. I mean, we we've seen just amazing visual stuff. Yeah. Um, um, you know, there is the uh, the technical distinction of this being um, uh, procedurally generated. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that we saw in the procedural cities uh, 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 demo part of the keynote. Um, but you know, it's still. I mean, we've seen pretty things on our computer before. Um, so I I, I I feel you there. Um, I think that it's uh, that it is, and whether it's due to Intel or or whatever, I think that the the star of the show was the lack of gaffes. Yeah, um, I think there so were too. A, a, a couple a couple of fumbles early on with um, uh, some of the interviews, the you know the uh, the camera cuts, uh, but nothing compared to like holiday live stream last year, which was um, yeah, was, agreed. Um, um, you know. Was what it was, uh, so I, I think that it's you know how smoothly it went and uh, the um, and the game itself. I mean, uh, though we have seen other games that are beautiful and and uh, and what have you, uh, this presentation that was done live, the, the the gameplay that was done live, we we saw Glenn there. He had a panty on his head. He was <laughs> playing. Uh, he was playing on the computer there. Um, very very smooth. I mean, they didn't have to restart it. Mm -hmm. um, it looked visually was 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 buttery um so I, I that was you know you, you know it's kind of like going to see your kid um at a recital and they they get all the way through it without making any major mistakes right yeah exactly so yeah as far as that goes i think excellent i guess one thing i would say though was that like i said that view when he was on that truck stop and turned around i mean i know i've seen all over reddit too those, those pictures that the view in itself was pretty the mm -hmm. um that's what we're looking for the uh, what that actually entails, though. What actually was done there? Um, how that you know? Like I said the fact that it's all real. You can go from you know, you can go all the way down to the planet, you know, into yes. a store from there, uh, and all the way back yes. up. That that part, you know, none of it's window dressing. That part yes. is is amazing, but it's not something that just hits you. You know, it's one of those things you kind of think about afterward. And you're like, holy crap, that was actually all real. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, but that isn't going to sink in for me until I can play it. Agreed. Until yeah. until I get to go there, until I get to say, you know, because Glenn doing it, you know, going, you know, hey, Glenn, what do you suppose is over there? And then Glenn, you know, uh, that, sure, that'll, that'll be neat. Uh, but when I can get in and I can say, hey, I wonder what's between those two buildings over there off in the distance that have no... Um, um, relation to the mission I'm doing or to anything that I know anything about. I mean, when I can have that, hey, I wonder what's over there. You know, <clears throat> gotta be careful. Um, that's when it, when that 
that amazing will really set in. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, cool. Let's um, let's talk a little bit about um, the uh, Consolidated Outland Pioneer Q and A. Um, so, uh, were there any questions in there that uh, struck your fancy? Um, uh, it came out when did it come out? Like on Wednesday or something? Yeah, it came out. Uh, uh, was it Wednesday? Gosh, I can't remember. Was it Friday? Usually they come out on Fridays, but yeah, I think this one. I feel like this one came out earlier. Um, okay. Not sure, but anyway, uh, one of the ones that really hit me uh, was when they asked about uh, you know how the you know would the outposts be you know attackable, or would they and would they uh-huh. be there twenty four hours a day, or would they despawn? Uh, mm-hmm. And they said, oh no, they'll be there all the time, and yeah, you can be attacked at any point. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, man, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I've read a lot of people's opinions on it. Um, and I think it's just, what it amounts to is just a thing uh, to me. I don't really know if there's a good or a bad point. I mean, they did say that they'd have, uh, you know, if you were in UEE space, uh, they, you know, there would be policing forces around, but depending on where those policing forces are physically in the, you know, in, in the system at the time, it may take them time to get to a point, you know, to where you're trying to get to, to uh, protect you. Right, your right, 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 right. So, right. well, I'm, um, Go ahead. So what what do you think is a bad so a, a bad aspect of destructibility? Well, destructibility the bad the bad aspect is obviously the guys that wait till three o'clock in the morning and then go and just you know blast the crap out of your 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 uh, base that took you you know six months to build with your buddies. That part right. that part right. sucks. No one wants that. But you know, depending on how badly it can be damaged and what what. Uh, how hard it is to fix yeah it may not really matter that much and the fact that you know you can't keep all your fancy toys in there necessarily unless you're going to guard them is something to think about mm-hmm. but the other part of that is too is these these systems are massive the planets mm-hmm. are huge um, right. so much bigger than anything we can really comprehend so is that really even an issue do you really have to worry about that I mean they'd have to like you know just a, you know, kind of law of prob- probabilities Chances are they're not going to ever see your station, much less or your your base, much less actually shoot it and blow it up. Because is there anything in there actually worthwhile? You know what I mean? Right, right. Will it will will they be able to even find yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's just it. Unless you've got some kind of marker that tells them where it is, how are they going to find it on that planet? You're talking about these. You know, I mean, depending. I mean, obviously, if you make a city-sized station with you and six thousand of your best friends. Chances are, you know, chances are these guys, you're not going to be able to find it. Uh, I think that's the easiest way to look at it. So, um, uh, but then we have gameplay where people, you know, uh, are able to track other, you know, ships or follow you back to the base un- yeah. unbeknownst, you know, uh, you know, fall. That, yeah, no, I think that's interesting, but I, I kind of get what you're saying. It's like, you know, hey, if me and my buddies, you know, like, um, what's that, the dinosaur game, the Ark thing? Uh, Ark, or I guess, you know. Ark, Sur- Ark Survival Evolved or something like that? Yeah, and I, I guess that 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 game comes uh, uh, comes preloaded with uh, just oodles and oodles of disappointment um, in that uh, you can work extremely hard um, uh, to build something and then it can all just be destroyed in a matter of, of moments. Uh, Due to um, 
you know, um, um, I had totally forgotten that I, I promised my wife that I would go to her, go with her to this party, and so um, and I was on guard duty, and so I wasn't there, and so then I yeah. giant, you know, atomic pterodactyls from space came down and um, uh, dropped uh, nuclear poops all over the obviously uh, nuclear poop, yeah, nuclear poops. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think that that's interesting. Um. I had when I. I initially, about the Pioneer, I had thought, okay, uh, great ship to get now if you if this is something that interests you because I think at launch uh, there is going to be huge demand, you know, over the first, you know, the, the salad days of the game, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's going to be huge demand for people to uh, build uh, outposts for people that don't have um, access to a Pioneer. Yeah. So you're going to make a cha-ching make a lot of money but then once everybody has their outposts or once you know demand for that drops down or if uh, as more people if the, assuming that the ship is also available in game once more people are able to earn the ship then you know that's perhaps not going to be as lucrative of a profession so maybe you want to get in early um, uh, build like uh, crazy and then get out uh, before the the value of the ship drops too much um, but if uh, if the outposts are destructible then it may be an ongoing uh, thing uh, to, to build the, these outposts for people. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. I, you know, that part, I, you know, really, I think we'll just have to see how the game plays out. Because once again, the other thing, too, is, is that, you know, you have to have the materials. You have to have people that can mm-hmm. get you the materials. Uh, that mm-hmm. in itself is going to take longer in the beginning than it does, you know, later on when there's, you know, readily available, you know, larger ships. People are doing these, th- you know, you know, the economy fig- figures itself out. Right. Uh, initially, well, I mean, you're talking about, from what I understand, or what it looks like they're trying to do is is a, you know, rather significant amount of, you know, raw materials you're going to need for those things. Uh, so I, I think. Um, It'll be slow going. Now, is that raw materials that you can mine, or is it going to be raw materials that you have to go purchase? My understanding is both. So I, my understanding okay. is the mining portion of it will get you the base structures, I believe is what they said in the Q&A at some point. I think it was the Q&A. Uh, or maybe it was the... Uh, oh, shoot. Now I can't remember. Was it the Q&A, or maybe it was even in the, uh, uh, in the presentation? Um, but uh, they said, you know, those things will be built. You know, the base structures you may be able to build, but anything, you know, things you want in them uh, may require you to go buy those things and have them, you know, on hand to hook up to it, like power generators or uh, right, right, uh, right, you know, right. things like that. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see. You know, I, I think there, it, it could be, it could be that it could make you a whole lot of money to rip off. It could also be that if you just had a caterpillar uh, and just ran out Big Benny's machines, uh, to anyone that wanted one in a you know building stations could be extremely valuable. You know, I don't know who knows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It'll be an industry. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and so there were a couple of, of other questions in the Q and A. Um, someone asked, uh, "How large can an outpost be?" And mm-hmm. uh, oh, I need. I want to read that answer verbatim. Um, did you know? Did you uh, did you have any ill effects? Um, now for something completely different. Any ill effects from the uh, uh, Comcast outage nationwide today? No, I was I was even unaware of it. Yeah, it happened um, mostly West Coast and East Coast, um, but uh, there were um, and it was all business users, uh, no residential or um, or television. So. 
Um, anyway, interesting. Uh, I, last I saw, there was no uh, reason given. It was just um, that it had happened as a thing. Um, okay, so <clears throat> how large can an outpost be? An outpost will have around the same footprint we have currently shown in the game, which is 48 by 48, or I guess 48 across by 48 deep by 5 um, high, and this is all in meters. Um, so we will view this as, uh, as starting a small location for colonization, very similar to constructing a small research facility in Antarctica. Yeah. Um, so relatively small structures. Um, so um, my McMansion that uh, Silas promised me is just going to have to wait, apparently. Silas. Someday. And only one story. A one-story McMansion. Yeah. How does that? How does that? It's work? a sprawling. It's a sprawling McRanch. Is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and it's. I'm. I guess I'm still kind of just by the the structure of the ship. I'm still kind of a bit unclear how. Um, so does it manufacture the pods and then do you wheel the pods out and place them, yeah. or does it? So it's construct got, the pod. Go ahead. Yeah, if you look at it, so it expands out, right? It makes like a. We'll say it makes like a U shape, right? Uh, yeah. when, it, when, it, when it expands, I mean, given you got the little arm thing, ignore the arm that comes out the side. So it makes like a U when it kind of expands itself out. At the base of the U, where, where it curves, okay, there is a manufacturing... Um, the crotch of the U? Yes, the crotch of the U. Um, there's a little <laughs> manufacturing plant like kind of building in there. And if you notice, it's got those big um, uh, kind of gantry things kind of coming up out of the, uh, out of the structure. Uh, like there's four different... Uh, uh, pillar types of things. Well, those things are actually what pick up the finished product and then move it towards the front of the ship and then drop it back down in the front towards the towards the open end of the U. Uh, and then keep mm -hmm. doing that. And they said you're going to have to actually move the Pioneer back or you know, wherever you want in order to make those things fit. But that's how that works. Or at least that's how they're concepting it. So, but the, the ship doesn't move. So you, no, once it does. it's done with, well, you have to move. Well, no, those those arms move within the confines of the length of the ship. Right, yeah. but then you can't. You don't move the sh the ship out. So basically, you can you can you can make a long straight series of of um, right. So you can make probably yeah, you can make probably what looks like maybe three or four of those cubes at a time. Before, mm -hmm. if you want to put them in a straight line, before you'd have to move the ship and readjust it to then make you know start connecting different pieces. So there is going to be a bit of uh, pilotry involved in getting that thing lined up. It looks like pilotry. Yes. So, but so then, how would you? They said forty-eight by forty-eight mm -hmm. by five. Um, so how how are you going to put two two uh, uh, cube chains next to each other? You know, I, you, because it's not a good point. It's not going to fit. Well, I, I guess you'd have to. You'd probably rotate your cubes, so you could put it at the very tip of the opening of the U, right? If you wanted to add things, just like one set. Yeah, I, I think it could be done. The only problem, oh, how would you do the middle one? Mm. Yeah, so, so, and that would be a lot of moving of that enormous ship. Yeah, well, clearly there's a lot of moving of the enormous ship, regardless. Uh, but you, you bring up a good point. Well, I guess we'll see. I'm not sure. That's a good point. Um, well, I, I, I gotta think. Hmm. I gotta think that that it's just it's a production. It's a factory, and then you know uh, maybe uh, you kind of wheel with, things uh, into place. Like you can kind of like uh, tow it with your giant um, uh, your giant uh, tow boat things. Yeah, yeah. One of your uh, uh, Neo Panamax um, uh, 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 stoppy doing 
Tugboat. Tugboat. There we go. Jesus. That'd be amazing. Um, that you would, you know, all the action is happening in the crotch of the U. Yep, basically. <laughs> and um, and so then, as as it produces, as it um, uh, produces cubes, that you have some sort of a, a vehicle, you know, a forklift or or um, a, an anti grav sled or something. Uh, that will allow you to move and place the cubes, you know, in 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 thousands of crazy poses, you know, in in the the layout that you want. Um, yeah, maybe. But, so, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Cause maybe it drops them down. Well, I know they said what I described. I think is what they have envisioned anyway. I think that I, I read somewhere that's kind of what the idea was that you'd be moving the pioneer. So I'm interested to see what happens when they come across something like that. Yeah, where they want to make you know a six cube, two rows of three. How do you put those middle ones? How do you put the middle one in on that second row? Right. How do you right. even get? How, how would you do that? So. Well, and in the the image they provide there too. Anyway. I mean, it's there, there's not room to move that ship anywhere. You know. No, you so, have to. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, you'd have oh, you'd have to be an ace style pilot on that one to manage that one. Yeah, I don't. Well, so I mean, it's, I'm sure that there's, it's going to work out. Yeah. But you know, uh, they'll you figure know. it out. Yeah, it's uh, just it occurred to me. Um, then someone else asked, "Can we use the Pioneer to build outposts on asteroids?" And um, I thought that was uh, was interesting what they said here. Where is it? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I scrolled. I scrolled too vigorously. I scrolled right past. No, I didn't. It's, I didn't. Um, why is it so hard, Mark? Why? Um, wow. How much time does it take to deploy an outpost? No, okay. no one cares about deploying. Did, did, did the question go away? I, I know it was so. on there. Well, we both know what. Why don't you just go ahead and paraphrase? That'll be fine. Oh, here we go. Uh, can we use the, the Pioneer to build outposts on asteroids? And we are not opposed to the idea. However, it will depend on a few different factors that still need to be decided. The size of the asteroid, yeah. Um, what uh, we do with the voxel tech, and you see now that just went screaming right over my head. And if <clears throat> the surface area of the asteroid is smooth enough to build. So <clears throat> that seems... Um, Seems uh, pretty cool, and I um, I think that no matter what they decide, all you do is you bring Bruce Willis and um, uh, you build on whatever asteroid you want. Agreed. Because Armageddon. Mm -hmm. um, what size is the Pioneer claim license included in the package? Um, it will depend on the tex Texel. I'm not sure what a Texel is. Um, is that... Is it like somebody from a certain part of Texas? It must be. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Texel density of our resource map. We want to make sure the claim is at least one by one pixel on the map. Ah, oh, that must have to do with pixels. Oh. Uh, the initial educated guess is somewhere between four by four kilometers and eight by eight kilometers. So that's a pretty good patch of, uh, of uh, I was going to say Earth. That's a chunk. <laughs> someone showed. That's a chunk. Yeah, someone showed a, uh, to give a good reference, if any, you know, people play Skyrim. That's essentially the right. entire map of Skyrim. Uh, wow. Yeah, the the game. So that that, wow. that that essentially that's about the same about the same area approximately. I think Skyrim was like five by three and some change or something. So it's not quite the same, but it's it's close enough to you know for for our sakes. 
that's the idea. So a pretty large chunk of land that will give players multiple construction sites. The land claim system will be important beyond pioneer construction. Land claims will prevent other players from building in your territory and will offer different options relevant to gameplay, such as you giving surface rights for pure construction versus mineral rights that would include mining. We know that there are concerns that land claims could theoretically be abused. Situations such as buying up the area outside a major city or using outposts to block important areas. Rest assured that the claim system is being developed to prevent these situations from being possible. Um, yeah, so that that is um, um, uh, an interesting thing. And so now there's UEE space and then there's other space. And so we're, here we're talking about claims in UEE space, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Oh, okay. So what happens, so if you go out, um, what happens if you go out beyond UEE space? Is pretty much wild west, man. the only difference yeah. security? No, as far as I, I ooh, that's a good point. You know, someone did bring up something where they said, you know, maybe it'll be, um, you know, if you get closer to Vanduul space, try to plant, plant outpost on there. I mean, the Vanduul mm -hmm. gonna come attack you. Same with Jean or, or the Banu. Uh, and then obviously, um, you're sure you're, you're different rebel, you know, rebel. Uh, I've been watching too much Star Wars lately. Um, <laughs> different. Uh, uh, you know, fringe kind of group spaces, um, you know, pirate places. Well, those, you know, could you buy buy land at a pirate outpost or in, mm -hmm. in their system? I, mm -hmm. I I would imagine. And they'd be protected mm -hmm. by them, similar to the UEE. I mean, that could be cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there are all kinds of possibilities for that. So I think, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure at first it'll just be the UEE controlled space but i don't see any reason why you can't have you know kind of a null sec ish type of area that is actually controlled by you know some kind of pirate group or have nothing at all where it's just you know hey you know protect it as you can take as much as you want but realize you got to be able to protect it yourself uh, right right yeah which which um uh for large enough orgs i mean just say for example you know uh, test squadron mm -hmm. you know they've got what three thousand members they're always going to have lots of people online yeah. So they could go. They could go out to you know into un un UEE um, controlled space and you know claim a planet. And what's anybody going to do about it? Yeah, very possibly. Now, given even three thousand people, if they all put their own, if they all had, even if they all had their own chunk of, of land at four kilometers apiece, you're still not touching the size of the planet. You know what I mean? So uh, no, 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 so, no, 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 no. But but they they would be able to. I'm, I'm thinking with three thousand people, they would be able to use strategy and uh, and protect people from entering uh, uh, Atmo on that planet without uh, permission. Um, you know, I think we'll see. I'm not sure that it'll be able. To, I'm not no. sure it'll be. It'll be. Uh, there's some once again. There's some discussion on Reddit regarding that because that's a very Eve sort of thing. It's kind of what, how they managed to do it in Eve. Uh, right. Get enough people, you can kind of claim your own area. So we'll see. I don't know. I think that the scales are such that we really, we, we really don't comprehend just how big this thing is. Um, right. right. So I think it's possible that that may not be as easy as it seems on paper. But you know, we'll see. 
Well, you know, I mean, so perhaps a difference between UEE and non-UEE controlled space, especially when you're talking on something on a, let's just say an asteroid, a, a significant asteroid, sure. not maybe a planet, sure. is um, at some point, um, because they are a government, uh, they're a virtual government, but they are a government, they're going to come back looking for taxes. Yeah. And so um, if you own the rock and it's not in their jurisdiction, I'm, I'm thinking no taxes. So uh, that's a pretty, you know, for an org, that's a pretty good incentive, you know, to uh, uh, try to coordinate your own defenses and um, uh, basically uh, create your own um, uh, Thunderdome. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So very, very cool. And then, um, so was there anything else in the Q&A that you want to touch on? There's some other uh, interesting questions, but we are starting to run long here. Yeah, no, I think that pretty much covers, I mean, the big stuff. Uh, we didn't get quite get into some of the other things, but that's okay. Uh, that was the uh, okay. that was some of the important things I think uh, hit, hit the uh, hit, hit the main uh, the main points I think they're, they're kind of the most important stuff there. Uh, one thing I did want to hit on though, and popping back to the presentation uh, for uh, a final um, a moment here, um, and I and I've I've gone ahead and, and titled this. So you you uh, texted this to me um, a couple days ago. Um, <clears throat> I'm calling it the expanse problem. Oh yeah. DM. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, will the ability to construct civilian housing cause the population to become overly dispersed? Go. Uh, so, if anyone, <laughs> <coughs> sorry, <laughs> go. I, I, I'm no, just I coughed. I, I was apologizing for coughing. Okay. All right. We no. The idea being that uh, this is not stuff we we covered yet in the. Uh, in the Expanse novels. This is a little bit farther along. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, but that. yeah, as far as those go, but that's okay. I mean, you know, whatever. We won't get too in depth. But essentially what it amounts to is is that uh, the idea being that because humanity in the Expanse world, they find the, uh, the, the, the things outside the slow zone area, um, all, the, all the portals, and they're all the different worlds, that humanity, there's no real purpose for all of, you know, the, the, the Sol system governments and their power structure really don't don't matter anymore because humanity's expanded so far that the um, you know, anything that may happen in one area doesn't really apply to everybody anymore. Um, so it be hmm, that's it. Go ahead. I, I mean, maybe maybe I can minimize some of the spoilerage. Um, um, I, I was actually thinking on it is that the opportunity for free land sure. opens up, and you basically have um, a um, uh, uh, an it would be interstellar or intrastellar. Interstellar, multiple stellars. Inter interstellar. In, inter interstellar land grab, mm -hmm. uh, essentially. So, um, isn't that what uh, perhaps the um, uh, the pioneer is, is making available to folks? Is it, it's 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 making free land habitable. I mean, folks can go out and with their their dying breath, you know, land on. On a, a a pretty planet, you know, uh, far away from from everything, mm -hmm. and and die there, <laughs> um, or they, you know, they can now that they have their basically um, uh, uh, ready-made structures, you know, tough sheds, tough sheds for um, for a brave new universe. Um, that makes that land more accessible um, from a practical perspective, and um, therefore dispersion of, uh, of the population which um, I thought that was where you were going with it I, 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 I didn't I, I'm sorry I didn't wasn't trying to force you into um, uh, giving away 
No. Well, that's okay. I don't really think it matters anyway, because well, it's you know that's okay. well, it's, some it's not that big a deal. But uh, no, I think the interesting thing was there is that what I was getting at is the important thing is is that if they expand so far, you know, things like the uh, you know the events they have throughout the systems. You know, let's say the Vanduul attack. Does anyone care? Mm-hmm. You know, depending right. on how far out, if you're out in your middle of nowhere thing, doing your own stuff, building your own bases, kind of transferring stuff back and forth, you can, you can mine things with your Orion, you get your fuel with the Starfarers that you guys have, you, um, mm-hmm. you know, however you get food, you, you have your, your uh, the uh, science ship, the giant science ship, you know, creating farm stuff, creating food. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- what do you care? What does it right. matter? It doesn't really even matter. So, you know, depending on how you play the game, you may not even care. Well, that that's just, you do that, you know, a hundred times and you've just eaten up 500 players, let's say, or 700 players. Well, you do that, you know, and, and, that, and that's just one planet. That would be one planet in every system. Well, heck, you could do that a hundred times on a single planet in a faraway system. So right. my question is, is, you know, what happens if there's so much, like you said, they disperse so greatly that... In terms of a game, it just becomes kind of a stagnant thing because, in terms of you know, in terms of cool game uh, events, or in terms of kind of the uh, what's the uh, kind of the gravitas of having all of these you know this this war going on between these different things and having you know all these all these interesting things are developing if people can just avoid it completely and just sit on their on their uh, you know on their moisture farm. For right, right. For, forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think a contributing factor there would be the nine to one ratio of NPCs. Hmm. So, I mean, you you travel you travel way beyond the bounds of of, of known space, mm-hmm. um, and you set up a, a, your moisture farm, and you have a pioneer. You build yourself a bunch of structures, and then what's to say that? You know, a, a couple months later, a bunch of NPCs don't show up in a, in a in a colony um, yeah. and create a colony there. You know, and if you can't and if you can't repel them, then uh, then you've got neighbors. Yeah, very possibly. I, mean, I don't know. I guess well, it it it's just it, you know it came to me you know randomly, uh, and I thought, oh gosh, you know, Gleep and I got to talk about this. I can't figure out you know how yeah. would this be because I mean it could happen, and how are they going to address that? Is it even something we care about? Or, uh, you know, I don't know, because to me, I'd like to have that kind of constant threat of the Vanduul or the Xi'an doing something goofy or the Banu kind of coming in and, you know, one of their trade clans, mm-hmm. you know, rolls through. How does that affect everybody? You know, what's the, you know, what's the, I, I, you know, I want it to be a cool event. I remember those things in, right. uh, in the very early days of uh, World of Warcraft. Occasionally I do it now, but I remember the big ones. Uh, when it first came out, the vanilla one doing the encourage rate, which is the first, you know, whatever. Anyway, it's just this big. This we, we, you had to, everyone had to contribute, uh, making things and getting stuff done in order to, in order for this event to occur. And I remember thinking mm-hmm. it was such a cool kind of community type of thing. And I've seen it in other games since then, but on that scale, it was it was an event that was designed by the game, you know, by the game developer to uh, to have something, you know, to to kind of. Uh, 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 precipitate a very very large game event and without that contribution mm-hmm. since then um, servers that had gone online after that uh, after that event when they you know introduced new servers didn't have that event completed so every now and then you'd see mm-hmm. those things sitting there and people would try to complete it it just never happened because that that need or that um, you know that uh, what's the word? I don't even know what I'm looking for the um, 
the importance of that moment was gone. I guess is what it amounts to. Mm-hmm. Because people were off doing mm-hmm. their own thing. You know, in different areas, doing their own stuff. It just didn't really apply anymore. Um, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um, um, I think one... <clears throat> excuse me. One thing that I would I would fall back on is that they have said repeatedly, and this sort of ties back to the uh, the uh, quantum travel uh, time mm-hmm. um, controversy, is that Chris has, has said over and over again, he wants choices... He wants distance to have meaning, um, which we're talking about here, mm-hmm. and he wants to have the choices that you make have meaning. So, um, uh, if you if you choose to distance yourself uh, from uh, uh, from the more highly populated areas, there are going to be um, uh, consequences to that. Okay. I mean, your your travel times are, are going to be uh, increased, mm-hmm. um, and uh, your perhaps security is affected. And then, uh, again, dependent upon uh, the nine-to-one ratio, um, who you end up with as neighbors may, may be affected. Okay. Yeah. But what I, thought, what I thought was interesting is, <clears throat> and I can't remember um, exactly where I, I read this, but it was uh, in, in school at some point. Um, there was a paper I read uh, that was discussing um, uh, cities and that, um, uh, and that from a, an, ec- an ec- uh, economic fundamentals perspective, cities don't make sense. Because we have, you know, you think about where the most expensive places to live in um, in uh, in the United States are, you know, like New York and San Francisco. You have these highly concentrated areas with um, uh, with artificially um, uh, created scarcity. I mean, you have scarcity in housing, which drives prices up, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whereas theory <clears throat> would dictate that people would spread out because. That would, um, because you have mobility of labor, you have um, uh, 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 land that is not being uh, utilized, uh, that can be um, uh, be made use of, that would uh, uh, create additional supply of housing, which would lower prices in the aggregate. So um, uh, it's curious for me because this is, you know, this is enticing people to to um, to uh, spread apart. In a vir- will virtual cities behave the same as uh, real cities tend to do where they have this attraction that from um, some theoretical perspectives doesn't make sense but from an ontological perspective you know what, what people uh, their tastes and preferences uh, from that that perspective it, it ends up uh, uh, being the practical reality well that's interesting that's a good point I, yeah. I I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there that yeah, yeah that's yeah, I didn't ever think about it in that way hmm okay yeah yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, and speaking of Vanduul, I've got a Vanduul in my sinuses, and boy, are my arms tired. I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um. Well, why don't you join me in welking, welcoming Somnius? Speaking of sinuses, so minius. So minius. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to uh, to the website. Um, he joined us uh, on BruceCast.org. So it's um, it's good uh, to have you aboard, sir. Um, I think it's uh, it's time for uh, to take Hank for a walk. It is. All right. 
Well, please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Engine now has their own cryptocurrency, EngineCoin. It's smart cryptocurrency for gaming. Check it out at enginecoin.io. Go to INN and learn things. Imperialnews.network is the address. Check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc. You can reach us. You can reach the podcast. You can reach the show. Best way to do that is by email. Comms at versecast.org is the address. Go to our Star Citizen organization, or to join our Star Citizen organization, you go to tinyurl.com slash jointgws. We are on YouTube. Yes, tinyurl.com slash guystube will get you there. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use that hashtag TGWS. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is Versecast.org. Scrat, skitty cat cat, boom. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information, along with all the links to uh, uh, to all the things that were print to fit, can be found in the show notes. Uh, you can go to tinyurl.com slash notes. No ketchup, just sauce. Raw sauce. Mark? <laughs> Every day you manage to amaze me, Gleep. That is impressive. Thank Not you. as impressive as my name, which is Mark. You can reach me at madcal1001 <laughs> at gmail.com or mark at firstcast.org, both of which I'll be happy to respond to you as early as possible, which will probably be next Thursday. Uh, if, uh, yeah, that's about all I've really got. I don't have a good uh, sponsor of my own today. Uh, how, about a, how about a monster? You got a monster? Oh, what a monster. Let's do a monster. What monster would you do? Uh, we're going to do the common rat, uh, one hit point, mammal. <laughs> neutral. Nu- no, is it a rat swarm? <laughs> neutral, or, or neutral. Or rat. That's right. What's that? Neutral. <laughs> Do you say rat <laughs> swarm? Rat or rat, rat swarm? <laughs> no, that's the special ability. Yeah. One mana <laughs> to cast, rat swarm. Three, three turn cast time. It's really long. It takes a long time to catch these guys up. So, you know, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Easily defeated by the uh, spell called Trap the Rat or Rap Trat. Rap, Trap, Trap, Prattle, Prattle Tap? <laughs> Tippy Tappy? I like cheese. Yes. Cheese, cheese <laughs> sauce. Cheese Raw sauce. cheese sauce. With ketchup. No ketchup. I like no ketchup. Sauce. Raw no cheese sauce. sauce. All right, let's get out of here, Gleep. <laughs> Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the first cast. Dun dun dun. Gleep not hot. No, never hot. <laughs>